0: Good afternoon and welcome to the second episode of the Hamilton Sales Training Podcast Series. Dare I say, Season 1, Episode 2. I think that has a nice ring to it and hopefully it'll go on and on for years and years. Uh, But at any rate, welcome again. And the title of this episode is The Takeaway and Bad Meat. And I don't know how that really goes together, but we're going to learn some interesting things here and we're going to go over some very interesting topics actually I'm going to begin by talking about what the takeaway really is and what it's designed to do and it's been around for a long long time Uh, you've always heard your sales manager say take the car away take the car away from them and that's a very powerful thing at some point in the sales process particularly if you're having a little bit of difficulty building value um, or coming together on numbers But what's the takeaway really designed to do Uh, it's designed to help the customer reevaluate the situation and what i mean by that is if they are trying us on if they're bluffing the takeaway calls the bluff and if they are simply having difficulty finding value in the vehicle that they're purchasing in other words they don't want to spend the money on that particular vehicle hopefully it resets them and it resets them to the point where they can be more receptive to what we have to say and our opportunity to go ahead and continue to build value and then that's a key thing. But but taking the vehicle away from a customer who is just setting up a negotiation or a discount is a very powerful thing. The key with the takeaway, and we're going to learn maybe a little bit more evolved way to do it, is to not humiliate the customer. We want to make sure that they're allowed to save face so that if they do leave, they can come back. But better yet, we want them to go ahead and see value in the vehicle as it sits and understand that this does represent great value and they should make the purchase and that's what the takeaway is all about so let's talk about a couple of different ways to take the car away now i'm gonna recall an experience with uh, just a, a marvelous sales consultant uh, very charismatic uh, very um well, how should i say this very charismatic very highly skilled uh, tremendous, tremendous people person. She had no problem getting her point across and communicating to the customers in front of her. And that's one of the things that made her so good, uh, one of the things that makes her so good. And one of the things that um, makes her so successful is, and we'll talk more about this, uh, is her fearlessness. Now, there's a, an idea out there that fear is good. I don't believe fear is good. I believe that confidence and fearlessness are two things that make elite sales consultants and we're going to focus on those things and we're going to make us much more confident and we're going to eliminate the fear by being more prepared every day uh, so anyway back to the sales consultant again just marvelous although trained in more of the older traditional styles so she was a little bit more aggressive or is a little bit more aggressive and that's okay because it works very very well for a lot of the sales consultants these days to a point and then you still have to tone it back. Now, here's the interesting thing. you know, When her and I had conversations, I think she was a little bit far more aggressive and far more old school t- with me. <laughs> and that's natural with your manager. You want to uh, make sure they understand uh, what your intentions are and what you're going to do and, and uh, how you're going to do it. Uh, but I think with the customer, I think she was a bit softer. And that even had more power because it still had the skill level still had that certain way about her still had the skills to go ahead and get her point across that's what made it very very important to us so and made it very effective for her so let's talk about the takeaway and we were having conversations and one of the neat things about the sales consultant and one of the key things that made her elite makes her elite is the desire to make those around her better in other words it's not so much that she'd be the best she wants to make everybody else better. Instead of keeping all the knowledge to herself, she wants to share it. Now that is part of having leadership on the floor and making your entire store the best that it can possibly be. You don't want to have the top sales consultants uh, keeping the other ones down. You want to have them bringing them up. That's exactly what the sales consultant does. So I had a a group of new people, and this was years ago. I had a group of new people that were coming in, so we were talking about uh, different sales techniques and tactics and and such. And uh, there was a customer that just made, made ridiculous offers, didn't want to pay the money, and uh, the sales consultant in mind wanted to go ahead and help the uh, new sales consultants. And talked about a time where the worksheet was laid flat on the desk in front of the customer they were balking not making any sense not justifying their price or where they wanted to be necessarily and she talked about how she simply picked the paper up and opened a desk drawer and put it in the desk drawer and closed the desk drawer and said well we need to look at another vehicle this one isn't for you well that's a takeaway folks and it's a good one Uh, but it's a bit demonstrative now it had effectiveness it can work uh, particularly with her, but it also depends on the rapport that you have as a sales consultant with your guest if you are able to do something that bold. Uh, it's it's very key that you have uh, that relationship built and that they trust you and that there's a comfort level there before you're able to do something like that. I still probably wouldn't recommend uh, you do something, again, that demonstrative uh, and that, uh, that forward. So there are other ways to do it, and we'll talk about it. Now, feign indifference, the concept that we introduced last time and that you'll find in Beyond the Walk Around in all the videos and and everything that we're doing here at Hamilton Sales Training, is a key thing. So, feign indifference is a takeaway, in essence, or it can be, or depending on how it's used, it can be a takeaway. Let's talk about feign indifference and define it again. Feign is to pretend more or less uh, indifference is to have no bias or preference as to whether the customer buys today so the customer makes a ridiculous offer or says i'm not paying that or what have you instead of uh, being as demonstrative necessarily taking the paper off or crumpling it up and i've done that in the past too and had to uncrumple worksheets to go ahead and represent to a customer uh, which again in some instances can have effectiveness but uh, not the majority of them necessarily Uh, so but at any rate uh, by telling the customer take all the time that you need you have to see the value in it you have to want the car those are all examples of feign indifference and also a takeaway a takeaway again this might not be the right car for you or even more forward it clearly is not the right vehicle for you you know if that's where you have set your parameters okay what you have budgeted and what this vehicle will sell for are not related and we have to go ahead and take a look at something else now you can go ahead and follow that with, although a lot of my good customers have found it's a little bit easier to discover more in their budget rather than settle for something they don't want, discover this in a year or two or less, and have it cost them thousands to trade out of it. That happens every week, or we see it happen every week. We don't want that to be you. You're very important to us. Understanding that, can we go ahead and move forward with this vehicle? So that's another way to go ahead and counter transition and close uh, with a takeaway. Uh, and then build value back in with it. So there are a number of different things that you can do. So the takeaway is extremely important, but how you use it is important as well. So this vehicle is probably not, or might not be the right vehicle for you. You do have to see the value in it. You have to want the vehicle. Again, feign indifference and uh, the light like goes together with the takeaway. Uh, I remember walking down a hallway and having a customer. Uh, kind of recognize me and so we just came from this other manufacturer this other facility and they were taking three thousand dollars off the vehicle and uh, we walked so what are you going to do for us okay and I mentioned to them that uh, we're going to sell the vehicle at a very fair price it's going to be market-based and here's an interesting point about the three thousand dollars off you have to want the vehicle don't you it doesn't matter what the price is it doesn't matter what they're doing for you if you don't like the car and you don't want the car So you have to want the vehicle, and as a sales consultant, it's our job to make them want the the vehicle. So some key, should I say takeaways, from this segment on the takeaway would be utilize that as a form of feigned indifference if you're having a customer that is trying to set up a negotiation or a discount or is offering a ridiculous amount of money. It's a very good tactic to move forward. Or at least help them see the value in the unit. So that's the takeaway. So what I'd like to do now is get into the second part of this episode, and it's called bad meat. And it's kind of interesting. I had a love affair with ribeye steaks more than a decade ago, and it was you know, it was mutually beneficial for both of us. Eventually, we had to part, but uh, it was uh, it was uh, a wonderful thing at the time. And I discovered a neat little deli that uh, had the best special cut ribeyes I could possibly imagine and unfortunately uh, or fortunately depending I have seen any adverse r- results because I went back to eating well uh, but two or three of those a week are probably not the best thing you can possibly do uh, but I absolutely loved the ribeyes I absolutely loved the deli that I discovered and this was quite a long time ago um, now interestingly enough they had made a higher uh, I don't know I was going to be taking a week off, but they made a hire. I had a new person that was there to wait on me, and uh, I came into the store, and I didn't see, you know, the normal people that I used to see. I didn't see the the guys that I had uh, developed a bond with. I mean, if you can bond over ribeyes and things like that, I'm sure you can, and we kind of did, but I saw somebody new behind the counter, didn't see anybody else that I knew, so it was unfamiliar uh, right from the beginning for me, and uh, there was a level of discomfort there, so there was a, there was a drop-off uh, in my comfort level uh, going into the store. So we have to always be aware of that um, as we consider turnover as a, as a dealership or as management. Please consider that it's better to have familiar faces for your customers consistently. Anyway, so I kind of walked in. was very cheerful being in sales. I always want to make somebody else's day a little bit better. I'm pretty easy to get along with, but uh, I said hi to the new fella. And uh was kind of propped up against a wall on a chair in the back or slumped over, and didn't have any type of a positive expression on his face at all. Had you know didn't look mad necessarily, just looked relatively disinterested, tired, um not ready to help anybody in particular and uh i'm okay i'm okay i do this uh i come in every week i'm, I'm okay with this i can uh, i can deal with this it's my favorite place no big deal so i'll get through it i'll continue to be nice i'll continue to be positive and try to transfer a little bit of energy into this fellow and see if we can get some service here because it wasn't just ribeyes in the deli that i enjoyed i like to pick out other things as well i uh, took a look over and there was no movement there was no real response from my greeting and there wasn't certainly there wasn't a greeting on his end so i guess uh Experience was not helped by that. I went over and I started looking through the glass at the various cuts of meat that they did have, and said, "How are you today?" Again, nothing more than really a grunt. Hadn't really made a move. Now I should mention, and please don't take this wrong, because I've had my issues too with um, you know fluctuating weight. Uh, but this this individual was um, very very heavy, and it just looked painful for the individual to try to move and i get it i guess again you have to be careful with what you say and how you say it but it was clearly an effort and i felt bad and uh, i I understand that but the individual had to be well over 400 pounds couldn't move very well and i guess i understood why that that spot behind the counter was the best for him at the time but eventually did get up and kind of move over again not very quickly you know you want to be very kind to everybody and uh, and again i said how are you doing he said oh uh, okay and uh i asked for some service and uh it almost seemed like it was reluctant he went ahead and got the meat again not making conversation no eye contact really no positive reinforcement that i was making a good decision such as boy these are the best cut we've had all week Uh, they've been doing very very well for us Uh, you're not going to believe how they taste something uh, to reinforce my decision, which, by the way, as a sales consultant, we should try to do on a consistent basis. So I went ahead and paid for it and left the deli and did not feel as though that experience was very good. In fact, because of the unfamiliarity, because of the level of discomfort and because of the, well, frankly, poor service, as much as I like this deli, I kind of questioned whether I wanted to come back or not. And I was a really, really good customer because, again, it wasn't just the ribeyes that I enjoyed so much. It was, it was everything else, too. Um, so I went away thinking that this wasn't really a good thing for me. But later, of course, next week, I decided, okay, we're going to go back and, and do it again. And there was the same individual sitting back there with very little expression. And I was wondering exactly what had prompted ownership or management to bring this person in as the front person for their deli i i just couldn't possibly imagine uh, what advantage that had or how it was going to increase business let alone maintain business but i'm a pretty compassionate person okay hi how we doing today i went ahead and tried to create that positive influence now here's the good news he got up a little bit more quickly this time. But again, there was really no reinforcement. There was no conversation. There was no, um, you know, positive expression. Nothing that would certainly make my life a little bit better, my day better. And simply, you want another ribeye? Actually, I wanted more than that and uh, pointed that out And uh, begrudgingly, seemingly. And again, I don't want to read anything into it. He went about packaging everything up the way it should be very, very slowly walking it over the counter and it was a tremendous effort. It was a tremendous effort. And again, I felt bad for that. Now, I went ahead and I paid, understanding that this was another less than stellar experience at my absolute favorite place. I mean, I love this place even more than grocery stores, which are like my mall. I really, really love to go to grocery stores. But this experience and this positive reinforcement that I was looking for was taken away by poor service and by the attitude or lack thereof of one individual now can you possibly imagine what we are able to do with our attitudes and our body language and our energy level and what we do on a day to day basis at a dealership our facility demands the success of our facility demands that we be on our game, that we greet customers. They don't come in looking lost or like a deer in the headlights. They come in, and they are extremely pleased with what they find, and that's smiling faces ready to help them and a positive attitude. That's something that I didn't receive at a place that I couldn't possibly imagine not visiting. So think about, again, the power that we we hold and what we have to do with it. So getting back to this. So after the second lesson stellar, well, let's call it what it is, it was a poor visit, I really start to reevaluate. Should I go to a grocery store? Should I go someplace else, try another deli or what have you, uh, to buy you know, my, my meat? And uh, yeah, I was getting that close. So I decided next week, okay, one more time, I'm going to give it one more shot. Here's the cool thing. Finally it happened, but it happened because of... My initial effort I went in hi how you doing and finally I got a smile he felt he knew me he felt the familiarity that he was supposed to set up for me but all of a sudden he was a little bit more animated more helpful But he needed to know me. Now, that could have been part of his personality as well. It could have been a a part of the makeup caused by, what, you know, a lot of lack of confidence. Could be that. Don't know. Don't want to read into it. All I do know is that he almost lost a customer. And we can do the same thing if we're not very careful when good customers come into our store, if we're not ready to wait on them, if we're not willing to point them in the right direction. Uh, or do a number of different things. We have to be aware of this. Extremely important. I know you're asking yourself, boy, this is dragging on. When's the bad meat coming? Because that meat was all good. But here's one uh, that was kind of interesting. Uh, On a Thursday, prior to Father's Day on Sunday, so what, three days, I go in and purchase uh, some items. Two whole chickens, some beef ribs, and some baby back ribs. We're going to make those for Father's Day on Sunday. The sell-by date was sunday this was thursday i thought okay this is fine let's go ahead and put those in the refrigerator and uh, they'll keep very very well so before i get into this story no i did not leave them in the vehicle i did not leave them in the car too long i did not leave them outside the refrigerator too long i got them right home and popped them in so that we can go ahead and eliminate that possibility of uh, customer incompetence uh, right away Uh, there's a lot of that and i know i've done it but in this case it, it definitely was done the proper way so here comes sunday morning father's day I had just gone to that same store to pick up some other things, so I was all excited, getting ready to prepare the meat. I opened up the ribs, and it was—it it smelled terrible. I was like, "How could this possibly be? That sell-by date is today. It's been properly kept, as far as I know. How can this be bad?" So I thought it was a fluke, and uh, I went on to the beef ribs. Opened the beef ribs up, and it was just as bad. Uh, obviously, very irritated and uh, disappointed. Because now what do I got? I've got two whole chickens, and I decide I'm not even going to open up the chickens. I'm just going to take it all in a plastic bag, and I'm going to take it back to the store. So I take it back to the store, take it to the service desk, and say, this has a sell-by date of today. It is bad, and all I want to do is replace it. I don't want to return anything. I just want to exchange it for exactly the same items as I had purchased. And the first thing um, out of the gal's mouth was, uh, well, do you have your receipt? Well, no, I don't. I do apologize for that. Uh, However, it's in its original packaging, which has your store, your address, and the sell-by date on it. And as far as I know, um, having meat go bad by the sell-by date is is probably not uh, something that we uh, look forward to. Probably not a good thing. Okay, I'll call the the manager of the, the meat department. So the manager of the meat department comes up, and I'm, again, positive. I try to stay positive, get the most out of everybody again no expression nothing uh basically you know what's going on and very emotionless and this and she starts explaining to him does he have a receipt no he does not and i was like sir again your store is clearly printed on the wrapper it's in the wrapper and the sell-by date is today i would imagine the meat would stay good for at least a day after that and we would hope that all i want to do is exchange it not a word just a grunt grab the bag the gal just said, go ahead and grab what you have to grab. We'll go ahead and exchange it for you. So I go ahead and do that and get back to the uh, desk or the counter, and she rings it up. I pay it was a few cents more because uh, of the weight difference, so I pay a little bit more. I say, thank you very much. And she goes, oh, you're lucky. And I go, why is that? And she goes, well, he was he's very nice today. Being nice should be a, a natural thing here at the store and taking care of your customers. And I didn't want to get into it. I'm not going to get into a long, uh, long, longer story with you but it was disappointing all these things they're so our, our environment is so fragile in our dealerships and our stores and if we are not careful we can destroy them with very very little effort just a very slight mistake and it's entirely shot and it's something that we simply cannot do and that's why i bring up the story of meat and my love affair with ribeye also because those are two key stories or key examples of how just a couple of individuals can totally destroy a customer experience and prevent them from coming back and cost more and more money. So those are things that I want you to take to heart. Smile, be positive, always be there to help. Don't let anybody wait too long. And just be there to make their lives better, to make a difference. I had a general manager of mine years and years and years and years ago, before I really got it, mentioned to me, all you gotta do is make a difference in somebody's life. And I said, Really? I'm that powerful? Well, guess what? You are. Everybody listening to this is powerful enough to make a positive difference in somebody's life today. So go out and do it. Okay, I'd like to finish up with something that uh, is maybe a little bit of a sensitive subject, uh, but it is kind of near and dear to my heart. And it's BDC or internet sales or phone sales. And we're going to go into those a lot more deeply in video and uh, instructional training. In the future, you're going to kind of see where all this comes together but I will tell you something interesting about the internet department we can utilize all of the word tracks that we learn and that we're going to use in person we can use them over the internet through email and on the phone they work just as well that means we don't have to learn anything new or special we use the same type of tactics we use feigned indifference Okay, we use the technique, we use the counter-transition close, and we can use similar word tracks, and they're all going to work the same over the Internet uh, or over the phone. But let's go into BDC uh, just for a second. It is extremely important that we are able to use the takeaway and, again, feigned indifference over the Internet and on the phones just as well as in person, although you say, well, how are they ever going to come in if we do that? Well, let's face it, our engagement level is very low in most cases. Uh, we have a lot of people fishing for prices from a long way away, and we're unable to get a response. I will tell you this if you utilize some of the word tracks, if you utilize feigned indifference, you will get more engagement and more responses than if you do not. If you use just the canned. Um, why would you ask somebody from four states away if they've driven the car and when can you come in for a test drive? I know. I know it sounds like I'm being overly critical, but really, why would you ask that question first? I would probably ask the question, you know, what have all the other similar facilities said between us and you, and when do you plan to make a visit to our area? That, that'd be my question, because the last thing I want to do is, uh, you know, create a ton of effort for a sales department without having any opportunity to sell a vehicle. I know we can't predict what the opportunity is going to be, but let's face it. We all pay very similar dollars for these vehicles. There's very similar vehicles out there. Again, difference being a used car. If it's a unique used car, people will drive, and we've had that, and I know it will drive a long way. But what I mean by, you know, why would you ask somebody four states away to come drive is is these are canned cliches. Wait, when can you test drive a vehicle? Can you come in now? Don't use now. Don't use today, right away. You're going to scare the hell out of people. Don't do that at the door. Uh, do, don't do that over the phone. When would your schedule allow for a visit? Is an absolutely wonderful question to ask. It is not too intrusive. It should elicit more of a response than, I've got time at 4.15 or 5.45. When can you be here? has to be today. Can you come in today? Can you come in now? It is far more effective to allow the customer to, to assume that they have a little bit more control because we can get it back later. But like I said, a couple of points about BDC. Keep in mind that we are focusing a lot of energy on a source that gives us an 8 to 12% return at best. Rather than focus on our owner base, repeats and referrals that give us closing percentages upwards of 50, close to 60 in some cases, or even at the front door, that if we hone our skills like we're going to do with these audio casts and we're going to do with the instructional training, we're going to hone skills so that the people that coming in the door, or the people who are coming in the door, are going to be closed at a much higher rate as well. So as important as BDC is, as important as internet sales is, keep in mind that they're either going to see value in the vehicle or they're not, they're going to buy it or they're not. It's really very simple, and it's that way in this business. We can't get caught up in it, Not worry. we can't worry about it, and we can't lose sleep over it. Our job is to build as much value as we possibly can. If we can get them in on an appointment, ask for that first. If we can get them in on an appointment without giving up a price, that's a, the best way to go, the only way to go. And uh, th- you know that's what we should shoot for. But again, don't get too caught up in uh, you know internet sales. You know phone sales are great as well. If people are, are are calling on the phone, chances of them wanting to come in are pretty good. But keep in mind that a lot of these that a lot of the internet leads that we uh, take here are folks that don't want to be in communication directly with human beings. That's just not what they enjoy. They are either too busy. They want to be able to respond at their leisure and they want to have total control of the situation. And it's all about price at some point with these folks, particularly on new vehicles, price, 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 price. price. And that is not quite frankly, the customer that I want to focus upon. I want to build my base with people who are going to understand, be comfortable with me and let me eliminate the shopping list for them. But I have to meet them to do that. Or I have to have engagement. Now, we've had the opportunity many a time with internet sales to completely turn them around because we communicate differently than any other facility does. Utilizing the word tracks that you'll learn here, you can communicate with your uh, internet customers far more effectively and differently than anybody else will. Same with over the phone. We're going to use warm fuzzies. We're going to use positive value statements. And we're going to counter, we're going to transition, we're going to close. And we're going to make it a lot more effective. Don't lose sight over what it really is. And don't let it affect your focus. So until we meet again, let's go ahead and conclude this episode of Hamilton Sales Training Audiocast, episode two, sorry, season one, episode two, The Takeaway and Bad Meat. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.